Boom, baby. That's my cue. This is Rooster Grooves. Actually, usually I say our names first. I'm Jesse. Sitting across from me is Jay. And now, this is Rooster Grooves. How are you doing, Jay? Pretty good. Welcome along, everybody. Hype. 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 It's cold outside. Yeah. It's uh, winter time in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, not technically, I guess. It's still fall. Yeah. But it's cold as brick. Uh, already, side note, I read an article recently about time mm. and how there's like an extra second or something. You know, they have, we have leap years. There's also like an extra second or something. We got an extra uh, second and of now sleep. I'm, now I'm talking about it. I realized I forgot all the specifics about it. <laughs> but basically, it made me think about how time can slip. They're thinking about changing it, right? Because uh, like removing the, the extra second or something like that. Just, can, just take it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, like, I think it was if they didn't have a leap year and all that, our seasons would shift mm-hmm. until, you know, over gradually over time. Yeah, none of the, none of the <laughs> the orbit of the planets and stuff is is perfectly exact. All that's changing. Yeah, slowly. Exactly. The yeah. moon's the moon's getting closer to us or further away. Yeah, I don't remember which one. Yeah, I think we're getting closer or or further away from the sun as we go. Yeah, man. A lot going on, and I heard time yeah. doesn't exist either. No, it's all just a concept. Just a man-made in our <laughs> artifact. Something we use to measure goals against, I guess, yeah. and achievements or something. I don't know. We're, we're man, wow, okay, a bunch of weird monkeys. Yeah, but basically, yeah, it feels like winter. It's damn cold in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. But we're happy to be here, and we're getting yeah. warmed up here on Rooster Grooves. Yeah, with uh, a band called Wombo. Wombo. Is that a good way to pronounce it? That's how I would pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds like an Australian name to me when I it, first saw it written down, Wombo. But, yeah. It sounds um, like a yeah, like it would be a like wombat. Uh, yeah, I guess like a yeah. wombat, which is, is well, like it, a yeah. It sounds like a, like a poisonous marsupial. Wombo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or like a slang Australian slang term for something. I don't know. Yeah, for <laughs> for like some dumb American tourist or something. Yeah. Look at those wombos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> but no, this is a three-piece uh, rock group from Louisville, Kentucky. From Kentucky. Yeah. Um, uh, American born and bred. Yeah. And pretty young, right? Still in their 20s, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and super underground. So, yeah, this might be a short <laughs> episode because they're very underground, right? There's not yeah. a lot of uh, info. Uh, yeah. And in some of the interviews that are existing, yeah. not a lot of great answers. Not, not yeah. trying to judge, but like some of the answers are just, I don't know. To be fair to the band members, I think there's a lot of surface level questions that were thrown at them by different like music fair. websites or something like that. Think, totally fair. Know. And that's because they're, they're new. Yeah. The, like you yeah. said, they're young and the band in, in general is young. They started in yeah. like 2016. Right. So it's yeah. fairly yeah. brand spanking new as far as, you know, time goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. but they got three albums out. Yeah. They've done some touring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did we say their names yet? Uh, no. Let's go for it. We Name got check. Sydney Chadwick. Yeah. On vocals and bass guitar. Cameron Lowe. Guitar. Joel Taylor. On drums. Three piece. Yeah, three piece. So it's like, it's like post rock. Yeah. At the heart. It's yeah. like a alternative or post punk. Mm-hmm. I guess post punk is the, the word I was meaning to say. Yeah. Um, but it's very, they dip into like psychedelic stuff, yeah. uh, art rock. Yeah. Even a little math. Yeah. I think one of their favorite time signatures I read was 7-4 meter. Yeah. Which is cool. And they said that sounds a little mathy, but it sounds very still rooted yeah. and groovy. Yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're just kind of all over the place. Like their their influencers are, I think, Chadwick 
liked um, The Strokes, one of their albums. Yeah. Uh, Joy Division. Mm. I, I heard him talking about like Peter Hook mm-hmm. from Joy Division. And oh, what was the other band he was in? Uh, uh, Joy. New Order. New Order, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he always has those really cool bass lines. Yeah, like he yeah, practically yeah. invented that that cool bassy Peter Hook sound. Yeah. And there, so that's another influence. Yeah. And yeah, so like droning guitars, frenetic sounds, kind of chaotic moments. Yeah. A little mathy though. It's like they're, they're just really being themselves. Like when I was reading about what they were, how they were making music and stuff, they're just like, they're not trying to latch onto anything or be trying to create anything specific. Like they all just like, oh, that's kind of a cool baseline. Let's just jam in this room. Yeah. Everyone minding their own business and making sounds with their instrument yeah. until we kind of latch on to something and kind of will build from there. Yeah, yeah. But they, at, they just kind of are really loosey-goosey at yeah. the beginning of the writing process, it seems. Yeah, and they're another one of these bands that like a lot of people that listen to them and journalists and all that compare them to a lot of um, like 80s bands or mm-hmm. new wave bands and all that. And a lot of these band names that they throw out at, at, at the members of Wombo are like, oh, we don't really know who those people are. <laughs> so it's, they kind of naturally found their sound without really sort of trying to mimic that mm-hmm. sort of genre right i think they haven't really said yet that they've got you've mentioned like uh, like the influences that they've said out there but they haven't they don't really go into like that too much like they Mm-mm. they sort of mention that they're into so many different inspirations music and also outside of music mm-hmm. like things and people and stuff like that so they're basically like pro- yeah pulling all these influences creating the sound without like listening to like new order or whatever and there's kind of like a separation between yeah. their, their creative influence and who they're influenced by yeah like yeah. they're they, they're influenced by the world around them yeah like everybody is but they don't really take that to heart in the creative space yeah, yeah they're yeah. not like let's copy joy division let's make yeah. a track like this or like that yeah. yeah let's try to like you said mimic or be inspired by yeah they're just like cool that's 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 great yeah oh now we're making music in our room together mm-hmm. let's just you know fuck around and see what happens yeah yeah and uh sydney the singer as well said she doesn't really like listen to a lot of like new music so that's mm-hmm. another aspect as well i think right for at least for her listening to older stuff and getting mm-hmm. inspirations from there kind of thing yeah. um i wrote some other sort of descriptors down for this band because they, they have a few tracks that remind me of yeah yeah yes mm-hmm. um yeah. primus because Primus are kind of art rock mathy, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit, and they have that kind of odd, quirky yeah, component yeah. to their music too. Yeah, because I think I heard a Wombo track that had some really weird, almost slap bass mm-hmm. kind of weirdness, which is Primus that do a lot of that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Black Midi, I thought a little bit. Okay, yeah, we did an episode on them a while ago. They're post punk, very yeah. wild art rock. Uh, Stereo Lab. I don't know if you heard of them. They're like a Mm-hmm. French group they've been around for a long time I haven't and then and in having their name come up uh in my research just as a, a journalist that reminded that like compared Wombo to them I'm like I have to go back and listen to some stereo lab now yeah because they got some good shit they've come up in uh my research too but I, yeah I know the name but not the music yeah I think at least some of their members are French like the singer mm-hmm. or something like that uh and also like this Wombo sound Reminds me a little bit of like a grunge porter's head. <laughs> okay, yeah. On a few tracks. Uh, there's specifically this song I heard of theirs called Black Hole Sun 2. Can't mm-hmm. remember which album it's on. But uh, yeah, if you listen to that track, it's like, it's almost like if porter's head decided to go a little bit grungy. Sure. Yeah, but 
Another influence that they said, I'll just mention real quick. Uh, Sydney said that Dry Cleaning's new new album uh, yeah, was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And actually, like, yeah, I suggested this band because they came up randomly on Spotify, and it was as I was listening to slow pulp music, mm -hmm. and like one of the slow pulp albums finished, and then Spotify just randomly started playing music, and there was this track from Wombo, and I was like, oh, this is, what's this? Uh, it's pretty good. Because I thought it was like, is this still slow pulp? It wasn't. No, mm -hmm. so. I think maybe there might be in that sort of genre, dry cleaning, slow pulp, yeah, wombo, totally. like kind of similar crowds. Yeah, 100%. That. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, should we go in? Should we play a track? Yeah. What, one final thing I saw is how wombo described themselves when asked to describe their music. Mm -hmm. And they said chaotic, organized, sad, happy. Chaotic and organized. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's dynamic. <laughs> organized chaos. Entropy, you know, and that is what they talk about. I heard them, you know, yeah. talking about entropy and what was the other word? I don't know, organization. Right. But how how those how that you know dichotomy is affecting us at all times. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's my only thought. We should play a track. Right. Yeah. Uh, from their debut album, "Staring at Trees," Claire's Layer. <laughs> Claire's Layer from their debut album Staring at Trees from 2017. Oh, there's a lot going on in that track. I like it. The vocals are almost kind of like 60s kind of psychedelia almost. I mean, like, some of these vocals yeah. remind me a little bit of a, a woman called Yoko. Yoko Ono? Really? Yeah. Uh, I could hear that now. I didn't think about that originally, but yeah. I, I don't know what... To, yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying criticism. Let's talk criticism for okay. a second. All right. Let's get real, people. Okay because everything is to be criticized mm -hmm. in the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, the arrangements are intricate mm. and they're, they're cool. I just think a lot of the songs leave a little bit to be desired as far as like a climax mm -hmm. or a, a, an end or you know, a feeling of completeness. Mm. Some of them yeah. are just kind of like, they're like floating. Yeah. And then they get to the end of the song and it's like, okay, done. Mm. And I'm just, that's, that's just one thing that I, I think about when I listen to a band like this. Because I think it's interesting, and I'm not trying to... It's just such a personal thing, what I'm talking about right now. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, like, their first album, I really liked it, but it's also very loose. It's almost like garage rock kind of thing. That, that's all I'm yeah. saying. It's, it's, yeah. it's garagey and loose. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, like, kind of, like, how where they came from, I think, playing together, kind of, like, I think you sort of mentioned it. Um like about how they write music uh 
they do it in a live situation, you know, in the rehearsal room kind of thing, and it all kind of evolves out of that. And and they kind of want to keep that energy, I think. And it's interesting listening to all of their three albums. I feel like they're becoming more focused in like song structure and mm -hmm. uh, arrangements and all that. So it, it came from like a very loose sort of raw, grungy place, and it's becoming a little bit more refined and honed in as they progress throughout their career. Right is what I've felt and heard through it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, I think for me, like I, I really enjoyed the first album for some reason, like mm -hmm. versus the most recent album. But, but I think it's like, if you got to kind of like maybe approach it or listen to it in a certain mindset, right. You know, if you're in that sort of grungy, oh, I want to hear something raw and kind of rough around the edges, you know, mm -hmm. first album, if you want to hear something a little bit more song structure maybe like the latest album so i don't totally. know it's like a mindset thing maybe but, well and and totally yeah. to go back to yeah. what i was saying about criticisms like it is a mindset thing and yeah. and I'm, i don't mean to speak like negatively about anybody or being judgmental about this band but i'm just saying sometimes i will go into listening to music with uh an expectation or a hope mm -hmm. um you know basically those and then and then i'll be dissatisfied because i'm not getting something that i expected but that, that's yeah. having expectations and that's that's weak sauce energy. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like watching a movie, right? You know, there's like the traditional three-act structure of movies, right? Mm -hmm. And the hero journey. Like the hero starts out, you know, and he has all this stuff he needs to work on and he's faced with adversity. And then he, he learns some things and he overcomes it by the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the traditional sort of story structure. And sometimes we expect that from like movies as well. Like if it doesn't do that, then we're like, what? Like I've watched some films or TV shows where it's like, I don't like any of these characters. I don't have any sympathy with any of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> usually you're supposed to, right? You're supposed to like root for one of the characters or whatever. Yeah. So just, I don't know, maybe a parallel a little bit. No, 100%. What, what I think that, that's a great example. Because yeah. these aren't, this like, again, I'm not trying to judge or shame or anything because these guys are really great and they're creating cool, unique music that people are um, you know, catching on to. Yeah. But they are very new. Yeah, yeah. And like it's a like their sound is pretty novel and they're just kind of going with the flow, not trying to create anything like we were talking about. And they're just trying to be unique. Um, but they, they don't have a lot of experience. Like they haven't made a lot of records. Yeah. And like you said, they're getting, you know, better and changing as they go. Yeah. And you can see that. And that's one of the cool narratives that's cool to see in a band like this. Yeah. Um, but they just they don't have that significant touring experience. And they haven't all been in bands before yeah. to, to get this experience. So they're just, I just feel like they're really new, yeah. like to the whole process of making music. Yeah. And not to say that like, I'm not new, you know, mm -hmm. I'm in the same spot. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Sorry, I don't want to keep talking about me. Well, no, I was trying to, I'm searching around on my computer because I found, um, yeah, I just, I was just trying to fact check and make sure I have the right thing here. Because uh, there is not a lot of information about this band out there. But one thing I did find is uh, that Wombo came out of a, another band that was around, uh, which featured Sydney and Cameron called the Debauchies. Right. And that was kind of like their first band. And they were formed in high school. And they said that they didn't know how to play any of their instruments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just started the band kind of thing. Um there is, I just want to play a little snippet of this to see what you think in comparison, because this is pretty different, but I think it's like, 
little bit more what you might expect going into okay. a song. Okay. Right, we'll see what you think. They don't have the time. They're working and they're fine. That's all I can say. Today is a good day trying to wait for the chorus but i'm not sure <laughs> what the chorus <laughs> well that, that's what i'm saying like yeah. some of their music is not super structured in that way like you can't tell what's coming yeah you know like what a switch up we just had in this song right now yeah but this so this is the debauchies this is the right. band before wombo um and it was slightly different because sydney plays bass in wombo but she was playing guitar in the debauchies and singing and they had a different bass player Interesting. So, so that's an, and the same drummer. No, sorry, drummer was different. That was a uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's so that's interesting. Yeah, actually, Cameron and Sydney were both in here, but they for one but they switched instruments. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that is. A, why would yeah. you do that? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. The, but, yeah. I I wish there was more info about this this band about the specifics about where they came from and stuff. There yeah. just wasn't a lot online. No. Yeah, they're very new. They're I think there was like one reference that i could find to the debauchies mm -hmm. uh from like a local kentucky like news website or something like that it was talking about local music acts at the time yeah and then uh yeah there's like there's no like youtube video interviews i could see there was right. like some like a couple of live in studio performances um and just like a few sort of yeah like articles with surface level questions mm -hmm. and uh, like just like who's your favorite band yeah what's or, your favorite color and stuff like that yeah. uh, that wasn't one but that's those types on of the questions. same level <laughs> on the same level um and this is jumping forward a little bit but the probably the most thing you'll hear of them talk about is uh, their record label put out like a 30 minute podcast episode with them talking about every track on my latest album going track by track kind of thing mm -hmm. um so if you want to hear them talk about their own music you can find that via um, their label's website. They're called Fire Talk. It's a label out of Brooklyn. Um, small, independent. I, at a certain point, I don't think they've even, they even met them when they were signed. They just met them on Zoom, so they haven't met them in person. Yeah, that's what I saw um, as well. Yeah, and the first album that Wombo put out was self-released. It was the second album that was out on Fire Talk. And do we know how they got hooked up with Fire Talk? I don't know. Were they? I think they were touring. It's or possible. I think they were playing live and they got... Yeah found that way yeah i think they did some support slots for like uh, some other like kentucky yeah and white reaper or something like that i'm not sure just plucking that out of vague memory that's that's a, yeah i, I don't but. sorry but i don't mean to, <laughs> we don't mean to be speculating or talking about stuff we don't know the whole time yeah no yeah. but let's let's um let's i mean let's play another track yeah so that was from their first album the track previous yeah. the full track that we played now we'll play a track from their second full-length album release. 
Sad World. That was the name of that track. From, I like that one. Yeah, from Wombo. Uh, Blossom Looks Down Upon Us, all written in one continuous word, is the title of that album. Um, yeah. I feel like this is the type of band that I'm, I like more as they, as they progress. That's what I was saying. No, I wasn't, no, <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I was saying uh, <laughs> the structure of their songs and that has become, gone from like mm -hmm. garage rock to like a little bit more tighter. Yeah. Focused songs. That and one, yeah. I like the tight focused songs. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I like about, but these guys are great. Yeah. I mean, props. They're doing really great work. Like yeah. three albums is a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah, for a short period of time. Um, and yeah, it's interesting because when you think about like getting signed to a label, I know they're on a pretty small indie label that I think focuses more on like indie rock type stuff. Mm hmm. But you hear a lot of um, the talk in the industry about like, oh, you have to have like hundreds of thousands of social media followers before a label will get interested in you and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, this band doesn't have that. Like from what I see, they don't have like a massive like social media following, mm -hmm. um, maybe like 5,000 Instagram followers, for example. Right. Which is not, you know, so they're not like doing that to get, places i think you know they're like it seems like they're focusing on writing the music and mm -hmm. playing live and right you know it's very grassroots grassroots diy-ish mm -hmm. um yeah because like the recording process i think is pretty simple and maybe we can talk a little bit about that like the creative process or something um yeah what do you got um so well one of the things that sydney said is um about because they write between them like live um they'll say yeah they'll come up someone will come up with like a bass line or a guitar riff and then the drums will start added and they'll just kind of like take it from there kind of thing mm -hmm. um and they said that melodies come like towards the middle point of that and then lyrics are the very last thing that they do yeah she said like always the last yeah and they she said like at a certain point she th it thought it would be like great to just record the shows and have that be the album kind of thing but she said they have a perfectionist kind of streak where they don't so they can't really do that because they do want to like polish the recorded sound a little bit but yeah it sounds like they've sort of they're trying to keep that live energy and sometimes that's hard to translate into the recording mm -hmm. you know sense especially if you're using computers and click tracks i don't know if they use click tracks i'm guessing they might not they might just try and play it live all the way through yeah and do it instead of doing that sort of stuff um but they keep it really simple i think they kind of self-produce they do have a guy that records for them um right and he's their yeah. he's their friend right yeah a guy called nick i think um what's his name nick roder he has been around definitely like the ep uh, that they released before their most recent album. I'm not sure if he did. Blossom looks down upon us. I'm not sure if he was on that as a recording engineer. Yeah, I can't remember what I was reading. But, he did at least, mm. he did, I think their first album, I thought, and then they definitely wanted to work with him on the next album they okay. were coming out with. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, they have, that first album's pretty rough, but they have, they've had a consistent sort of production quality since the second album, I think. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, And, uh, yeah, that's like the main stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't see any. That. I'm sorry. I just feel like I don't have that much information <laughs> on like what DAW they use or like specifics of what equipment. I got a screenshot of uh, 
of um, Cameron's guitar pedal board. Oh yeah, um, it, you can see it at the very beginning of their live performance video that's on YouTube. Uh, he has a pedal called Memory Toy from Electro Harmonics. Do you know what that does? I don't know. What no, Electro Tie. It's called Electro Toy. Oh no, it's Memory. It's called Memory Toy, but it's made by Electro Harmonics. Okay, sounds like a delay. Okay. Uh, he has the Big Muff. Distortion. Okay. I had that one for bass. Um, they make them. For guitar, I guess, as well. He has a flanger. It looks like a very old 70s one. Well, this, uh, I can see very closely it says flanger. Okay. Right on it. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and something else here, maybe an amp simulator or something. I don't know. He's a tuner. Is. A t- and a, a I know tuner. that one. Yeah. Which is a simple, simple sound, simple setup, yeah. right? For There's a like guitar five or tone. six pedals. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the the post-punk suite right there the post-punk suite yeah nice like it you just need a little flange a little distortion yeah a little twang yeah and tuned up there you go and you're a band yeah um but yeah i don't know how they record one of those is a reverb for sure because these guys they do have kind of a uh, like a shoegaze vibe at some points yeah like kind of shoegazy well so one thing i didn't know about uh the most recent album i think we can move on to that yeah fairy rust i mean 100 percent. Yeah. yeah 2022 that came out right um they said because uh, you mentioned reverb uh one of the things they did to create reverb was put a bass amp in a bathroom and mic it up because mm. they're trying to capture the reverb in the recording instead of trying to put it on afterwards kind of thing um and apparently that's kind of what they did for this album fairy rust in general is that they wanted to um like try and capture the the sonic ambience or textures at the source instead of trying to apply it afterwards kind of thing mm-hmm. so doing those sorts of things mic placement i guess for the drums was a big component they talked about as well um but they just wanted to minimize like you know i was thinking it's funny stuff afterwards. like a band's going for like oh we want that natural sound like just want to hear the room you know we, yeah yeah we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to hear the, the music we just want to hear the room <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, and instead of like, but like not even just, okay, let's get the room sound. Let's like, we're going to still move this amp into a bathroom to right. get the real sound. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the amp's always in the bathroom and that's how it sounds. Yeah, it always is. Like, like you hear stories from Jimi Hendrix days and all that. They put the amp in the bathroom <laughs> or they put the singer in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's always the bathroom. <laughs> it's always the bathroom. The bathtub or whatever. Yeah, Because that's where shit goes down. <laughs> okay. Pun intended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we should play a track from this latest album, 2022 drop. Right. Yeah. Um, a Fairy. track you picked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn straight. Yeah. Snaky. Top of the first track, lead off. Snakey, that's the track. Yeah. Wombo. So it's like a great track. It just doesn't yeah. really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, 
I'm just saying, like, I think these guys are really great. Yeah. Personally, they're like really close to me, really liking them. <laughs> but but it falls flat. Uh, yeah. So again, I'm just being yeah. a hater on this episode. I'm so oh, sorry, everybody. Wow. I, but I, I like this band. I'm not, I'm not meaning to be a hater. I'm just trying to have a critical eye. Because okay. I, yeah. I guess that's what I fall back on when I don't have any other information on the band. Just, just critique. <laughs> I'm just going crit- to criticize them. <laughs> uh, I'm do sorry. You, do you want to hear this crazy-ass uh, description of this album? Because I think journalists sometimes like to like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to use all these crazy <laughs> words to describe okay. something. It's really going to go off on this particular article. This is from a website called Brooklyn Vegan, um, which I've come across a couple of times. Weird title, but I think it's a music website. Brooklyn Vegan. Yeah, okay, sure. It's, I'll not, go it's not a cooking website, I think. Um, and they said, these are songs that would bewitch even as an instrumental album. Slithering bass lines, spiderweb guitar work full of spooky harmonics and jazzy muscular drumming recall, recall a wide swatch of 1981 from The Cure and Susie to marble, Young Marble Giants and The Slits. I didn't read that very flowy thing. No, I think but, we all we all got the idea. But yeah, I mean, yeah, using a lot of playful, you know, adjectives and metaphors. Yeah, so let's critique this Brooklyn yeah. Vegan website as well. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Change your name from even if it was a cooking vegan website, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't know. I'm just hating on everybody today. <laughs> just like fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lyrically. Inspired by stories from the Brothers Grimm <laughs> and Hans Christian Andersen. I do know the Brothers Grimm, though, because, I mean, yeah, we could talk about um, the... I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no. But, I mean, I, I think you were talking about, like, the vocals or, like, the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And and th- that is one thing. Like you said, Brothers Grimm, we're talking, like, some of these Disney stories yeah. that are grim. Yeah. No pun intended, but, like, they're kind of dark. Yeah, like almost a lot of those Disney stories have a really dark background from the the story that it was inspired by. Yeah, and so like Brothers Grimm had a lot of these stories or something, or at least one or two that Disney mm-hmm. copped and you know right. made into their own thing. Right, Disney fight yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to to talk about what Chadwick writes about a lot is kind of these imaginary imagination type things or or metaphorical situations or dream like situations and that's where she gets a lot of the inspiration for the lyrical content right which i think is really cool and really yeah a great spot to be in as far as writing lyrics goes yeah yeah Yeah, and she did kind of outline her different inspirations on this brooklyn vegan website um which includes like yeah the, the brothers grim uh um, a short animation called Malice in Wonderland as well, which mm. I don't know too much about. I think I might have come across it a long time it ago. It sounds spooky. Yeah. Lots of like obscure sort of like cartoon network cartoons as well. She has been inspired by. Um, they just shut down Cartoon Network too, by the way. No, really? I think serious? so. Cartoon. I think unless it was a, a lie. Damn. Unless it was false news or what do they call it? Fake news. Fake news. Yeah. Well. You heard it here first. I heard it here first. <laughs> um, one other thing. So she, when she was writing the lyrics for this album, she used to like go to the park near her house uh, and basically just kind of chill out and read a book or listen to this app, which we've talked about before on the Polo and Pan episode called mm-hmm. Radio, Radio, 
It's like radio with five O's. Yeah, radio. Um, radio. Yeah. And we mentioned it on the Pilo and Pan episode because it was the friends of Pilo and Pan that created this app. And these guys also did Pilo and Pan's artwork, I think, as well. Very cool. Um, but yeah, this website is basically like a map of the world and you can go through history and listen to like uh, the music that was coming out of different areas at that time kind of thing. So you can go back to the 1960s Egypt and see what was being played on the radio or coming out at that time kind of thing. That is cool. Uh, so she was, Sydney was listening to this app before she even had Spotify or anything like that mm -hmm. to like listen to a lot of music. So Real yeah. quick, wasn't Krong been doing something like that? Um, some kind of they had a big playlist based on yeah. different locations around the world yeah i think so they've done a lot of playlists and radio mix shows mm -hmm. of uh obscure things you yeah know, like vietnamese like music and stuff like yeah that, like right? arabic yeah you yeah. know funk or whatever yeah because he does a like mark from krungman does the really deep dive like once he's like interested in like taiwanese Funk from the 60s or whatever. Yeah. He'll just go down a rabbit hole or whatever. <laughs> find goes deep. I don't know how he finds this stuff. It's amazing though. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of a weird thing. I don't know if she knew, knows about Polo and Pan or, you know, she just came across this app. It was pretty way, distinct. Yeah. Genres. Different, right? Quite Very different. Far away. Quite seeming, far away. <laughs> I, I don't think you'd see them playing the same show together, probably. No. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Polo and Pan played Seattle last month, though. Really, I wanted to see it, but We're always missing. I didn't, I don't keep keep track enough of the live show dates. Out We're there, too busy so. creating content, Jay. Yeah, yeah, it's our duty. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we don't have a lot more. On, this is on all. Bow that's basically all I got, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like this episode is just a little um, shallow as far as information and content. But I think we're probably like. The, have more information on this than there is on the internet about yeah i mean this is this is the go-to we just whittled it down into one spot and now we have the info in one spot for the internet yeah yeah um you're welcome you're welcome but they they are touring they've done like small tours though i looked at i was interested to see where they were playing mm -hmm. I looked, uh they played sunset tavern in seattle oh did they part of their tour which is a smaller venue in seattle we mm -hmm. played there i think a long time ago mm -hmm. um and their next show is like on the 30th of December in Chicago at this like tiny little, it's a, it looks like a Sunset Tavern type place, like a dive bar with the stage in the back type mm -hmm. thing. Um, so they're doing like these smaller venues still, um, you know. So I mm -hmm. think they're just, they're doing like what we talked about other artists. Uh, um, they're doing the grind thing, I think right now, you know. Yeah. They're like so new. But they're prolific because a lot of bands don't have three albums out whilst they're still in this like grind that's, mode. Kind of that's thing. one of the greatest yeah. things that they've accomplished, yeah. I think, yeah. is just pumping out good music. Yeah. Three solid albums. Music videos as well. They had to have mm -hmm. a bunch of music videos out there for these tracks, these albums. Yeah. Um, and then tour and get their, their word out there, getting in front of people's faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, you know, maybe we'll hear more of them. We don't know. They're just grinding it out right now. So, I, I, you know, to our <laughs> listeners out there, if, if you like this music, go uh, check them out and, you know. Invite listen. us to a show. Invite us to a show, yeah. We'd love to go. Yeah. Uh, officially, that's all I have on this band. Right. I think we should play out with a dope track. Okay. And call it a day on a Wombo. Right. What do you think? Last thoughts? 
Uh, that was it. Was this uh, too obscure, too underground? Let us know. Let me know, Jesse. I don't know. No, I think <laughs> I think these guys are right up the alley for Roots to Grooves. Yeah. Just there was not that much information online. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing our best we can. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're learning and growing as people here too, so thank you for your patience, everybody. I think that's one... Th when I come across bands like this where there isn't much information out there, it makes me think about like the marketing PR side of music and what you need to do as a, as a band or as a new artist to get out there kind of thing. Uh, makes me think about those sorts of things, you know, mm -hmm. like maybe having, making a point of like hitting, cold contacting like a bunch of podcasts or radio shows or websites to get, kind of invite yourself as an artist onto these things to, to get your story out there, I think. Like, yeah. And I mean, in the age of the internet, I think the more there is out there about you as an artist or your story or what you're trying to communicate through the songs, mm -hmm. like, it's, that's what it makes me think of. Like, the more the better. If you're that type of artist, I mean, not every artist wants to be all out there all the time, right? Maybe they just want to do the music and call it yeah. a day. But like, but for career in, sort of stuff, for business for, side. In know, today's right? society, we're all yeah. still humans, obviously. Yeah. And we still have our human brains, but we also have the internet now. Yeah. Which is, with the advent of the internet, it's thrown off like the way we socialize. Yeah. You know, incoming social media here now. And so people communicate and interact with bands and people differently than they used to. Yeah. Um, and they engage with them online more so than they do in person. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. And so that's just kind of something that you got to lean into if you want to get your stuff out there. More, more people are finding stuff on their phone mm -hmm. than at a venue. Yeah. So the more content you can have online is going to be more valuable for yeah. people finding you. And I guess, yeah, the two-way contact, because it never used to be that way, right? But now I, I see a lot of bands, like some band members like will have like three phones because they're putting the phone numbers of everyone they meet at shows in there and they can't hold all the contacts in one phone. Yeah. They do all that and they're like <clears throat> staying in contact via text message, like sending out new releases, music videos, and kind of creating a tribe that way of like listeners and people right. that will like go out and champion the music like mm -hmm. it's not even like i think it's just a natural thing it isn't like a forced thing it's just like it's just the two-way communication it's like oh you like car music well let me get your contact I mean, details and it's almost like you know. being a what do you call it when you do a promotion for a company like a freelance you know exposure agent oh yeah pr and publicist yeah right. but like when you're associated with a brand Oh, but you're just doing like a little bit of commission work for a brand, but you're not actually like working for them. Like a brand partnership. Or yeah. Like a paid partnership yeah, paid type part. of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like, uh, you've heard of Andrew Tate. Not sure. He's, he's yeah. been like this crazy influencer guy talking about like male advice, mm -hmm. okay. whatever, just his own thoughts. And yeah. he's, he's pretty divisive. Some people are like, this guy's right on the money. Other people are like, he's talking nonsense. This is very unhealthy for our young people of our society. Mm. And I'm not saying either way, yeah. but he's just one of the ways that he grew his following was by having other people push his videos mm. rather than just pushing himself right. and getting like a team of marketers. Yeah. Like, you know, like kind of like a pyramid scheme almost. Oh, like a street crew. Right. Like gorilla street team. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Like, in, yeah, yeah, instead of mm. posting my video and trying to get a bunch of likes, yeah. I'm going to have you post my video. Right. And then you're going to have somebody else 
post that video and he's gonna have somebody else post that video it's like a pyramid ponzi scheme that's what i'm saying and i don't know how it works or something <laughs> yeah but it is a tactic that people are using to get their word out and it seems like it works yeah so that's what i'm interested in it's like encouraged word of mouth <laughs> yeah yeah instead encouraged. of people freely doing it of their own volition he's like hey, why don't you why don't you share this i have a suggestion i have a suggestion <laughs> for what you should do I don't know. Yeah. Just uh, just something to think about. I'm not saying that's a right or wrong thing to do with yeah. your personal content for your brand. Yeah. But it's interesting to see what people are do, even whether it's right or wrong, or seeing whether it works or it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, not part of the conversation. Yeah. And I, I feel like oh maybe a, now we're talking about this. I, and I brought up that subject. I was like, am I being too surface level now? I was like. Should I have like dive more into a bit more of the inspirations behind Wombo's lyrics and mm. and talked a little bit more about that where they're coming from? We're good. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we good. Out. We're All out. Right. Thank okay. you guys. We're playing out with the song Jay. Um, also, if you want to hit us up, Jay's got the email. Uh, Roots to Grooves at signalradio.com. S i g n l radio.com. Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com.